You're tuning in to episode 135 right here on RNFM Radio. Welcome, RNFM Radio listeners. We're hanging out on the pulse of nursing, and we are thrilled to have you tuning in for the latest news, trends, and hot topics with the leaders and thought provokers in our industry. Now, of course, you can hang out on rnfmradio.com to find out more about Keith, myself, and all of our guests, all of our wonderful guests in the community over there. We're, of course, under every social media platform out there that you can name, Facebook, Twitter, Google+, YouTube, just hanging out at RNFM Radio or hashtag RNFM Radio. Now, of course, we just wanted to make a friendly request. If you would, if you listen to our show on iTunes, please, would you head over there and, of course, leave us a review and feedback on how we're doing over here at RNFM Radio. We just love to hear from the community. You can take us on the go if you head over to rnfmradio.com and click on podcast. You'll find out more on how you can actually take our podcast with you because we want to be wherever you are. I'm Kevin Ross, your co-host here, hanging out with my co-host, Keith Carlson in Santa Fe, New Mexico. Keith, how are you doing today, sir? Well, thank you, Kevin. It's a beautiful day here in Santa Fe, and we're lucky to have one of our previous guests back with us yet again, and I am so excited to welcome back my mentor and friend and colleague, Linda Bark. Linda Bark, PhD, RN, MCC, NCBC, <laughs> developed the Wisdom of the Whole coaching model, and she's the founder and president of Wisdom of the Whole Coaching Academy. She's she has more than 20 years of coaching experience in her private practice and 15 years of training coaches internationally, including me. Throughout her career, Linda has pioneered new professional health pathways. She's recently received recognition for her textbook, The Wisdom of the Whole, Coaching for Joy, Health, and Success, which was awarded an American Journal of Nursing 2012 Book of the Year for the Professional Development and Issues. Linda's integral holistic coaching model is an innovative and unique approach to co-creating learning experiences that empower people and help them feel and maintain a sense of ease, fun, and fulfillment. So Linda Bark, we're always happy to welcome you back to RNFM Radio. Well, thank you. Thank you. It's great to be back. I kind of chuckled when you started saying all my initials, one of my friends said I shouldn't get many more because I have a pretty short name, Linda Bark, you know, nine, nine um, alphabet, alphabets. And then by the time I add all my credentials, they're saying that's enough. <laughs> right. I think, I think we refer to that sometimes as like alphabet soup. It just kind of keeps yeah. running on right, right. after your alphabet name. soup. Yes. Yeah. Well, you do have a lot of credentials, Linda, and you also have a lot of cred, a lot of credibility out there in the nursing world, the holistic nursing world, and the coaching world. So you've been on RNFM before talking about all of those things. And like I've said before and mentioned during your bio, that you're one of my coaching mentors, and I actually worked with you when I was working towards getting my coaching certification. So I have a special place in my heart for you. Thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you. Sure, um, sure. Well, you did a great job too, and I'm I'm very happy. I'm happy for your coaching, and I'm delighted for this radio station and getting the word out. Because, as as the three of us know, it's a, a very exciting thing to have 
nurses working at their potential. I love that. Working at your potential. I think that was actually one of my calls to action over there at Innovative Nurse because I think everybody should Mm. be working their potential. But, you know, Linda, I just wanted to jump in here because I was interviewed uh, last week uh, on another show and I only just barely touched on nurse coaching. And Mm -hmm. so I think that the audience is always open because, you know, Barbara Dossie last week, we, we of course touched on that and she really gave it some depth and some color. And I know that you can too. And I just kind of wanted to get a feel for your take on how coaching works. You know, what is it? How's it working? And of course, then we'll, we'll sort of dive into some of the other aspects of coaching. Great. Yeah. I'd be happy to talk about that. So we know everybody on, uh, everybody on this call knows that um, it, it really doesn't work well to tell somebody what to do. I just tried to do it with my daughter, and guess what? <laughs> it didn't work too well. Oh, I no. did at least say, you know, here's some advice. But um, I'm not sure that's the audience you're, you're after. I don't know. I think, yeah, if we're all coaching our children or at least as, as parents getting coached or, or my, you know, my family coaching me, maybe that, that isn't as effective. But I know that's not what you're talking about. But, yes, I, can, I definitely get that. It's a very laughable moment there. Yeah, even me, I thought, oh, I just know what it, what she needs to do, and guess what, didn't probably work. Um, and and I have learned in terms of my coaching style and, and skills to do it differently, but I at one time couldn't help myself. But we know that telling people what to do really doesn't work. And uh, we who are in the healthcare field know that telling uh, patients and, and clients what to do doesn't work either and that that as a nation we need to be healthier and that anywhere from 70 to 90 percent of chronic illness has to do with lifestyle and it's not about taking a pill it's about changing how we live changing how we how we really operate in the world and that telling people to stop smoking or to exercise more doesn't do it eat whole foods so research has shown over and over that unless people put together a plan, a real plan of how to do it, when they're going to do it, that they probably don't get to that lasting change. It really doesn't occur. You know, we look at New Year's resolutions, and I think the statistics is 70% um, are no longer in any kind of form being practiced by the people that made them first of the year by by at least March. So what is different then about coaching? And what is exciting to me is that we have research now coming out that really says coaching is different and coaching works. One of the big, um, the big I guess, new, well, it, there's been research about self-determination theory for about 10 years now. The landmark study was uh, maybe even a little longer than that. And so they looked at what helps people change and what helps them not change. They looked at gender. They've gone all ages. They've looked at all different cultures. They've done things in China and Russia and India and all over. And guess what? There are basically three things that really help people get to that intrinsic motivation and that's what everybody's looking for. That's what hospitals are looking for in terms of how to help people really get involved in, in their own healing. 
doctors, nurses, and all kinds of healthcare folks. And that intrinsic motivation can, can be generated by three things, autonomy, support, and confidence. One of our students uh, works in orthopedics, and she was deciding what kind of powerful question she would ask her, her patients after she had been in the class for about mm, four or five weeks, and she realized that coaching had to do with asking powerful questions. So she asked her patients what they wanted to do in the summer. This was in the spring. And so her patients told her, well, they wanted to go on vacation, they wanted to be with their toddler grandchildren, and guess what? They really got in touch with their intrinsic motivation. So she didn't say things like, oh, now, you know, do well in PT and work really hard. She helped them get in touch with that intrinsic motivation. So that autonomy piece is what coaching provides. And once they got in touch with their intrinsic motivation and she helped support them and helped them with goals that were step-by-step step and easy to achieve and they got more confidence, then guess what? Her client, her patients really changed. They were going to PT. They were working harder. It was so memorable that her her colleagues, other nurses, came and whispered in her ear, what are you doing? So by that one question and, and really using those three things of autonomy, support, and confidence, it really helped her help her clients find that intrinsic motivation. And that's, that's what the coaching approach is all about. That's those such th a, oh, I'm sorry, um, Linda, that's such a great illustration and sorry to interrupt you there. No, that's okay. Um, it's a great illustration because in coaching, we really don't want to veer into advice. So even if a nurse is working as a coach in a hospital, and we'll get to practice environments during the course of this conversation, it's not that we're just standing there telling them what to do. And those of you nurses out there who are listening, you know if you're working, say, on an ortho floor and your patient just had hip surgery, or hip replacement and they're going home, you hand them a bunch of papers, right, about the exercises they're supposed to do and you send them home. Mm -hmm. So Linda, how how is this so different, just to, if you wanna just illustrate it, from that practice of just giving a person a sheath of papers and saying, go home and go for it? Mm -hmm. Well, it's really asking the client or the patient, how, you know, between now and next week or now in seven days, what, what, what would really work for you out of these papers, you know, that we're handing you? What one thing could you focus on that would be right for you now? And, and then in, if there's any way to have some follow-up or maybe help the person set up a, a follow-up with a buddy or um, someone in their family, that would help them kind of set up that accountability piece. It's really helpful. That, that just gives the patient a, a beginning step that's, um, that's really user-friendly and, and can help them be successful. 
And I, I know nurses always think, oh my gosh, one more thing to do. But I tell you what I found and what students say over and over again. Using coaching in these different arenas helps them, helps lessen what they're doing because um, they, they feel that they're working with their clients. They're working at a deeper level and they're having a, a better impact. So not only are they doing less heavy lifting, so to speak, but they're really feeling more successful in, in their role. Right. Well, and this seems to be really integrative and holistic uh, as, as you approach the client with the other modalities that could be involved in their sort of health and, and well care. Uh, whether that be in a clinical setting or within the community. Would that be a, mm-hmm. a, a fair assumption? Yeah, well, that's kind of moving then into uh, more of a, a holistic model. So shall we go there now? I think that would be a great, it's a great segue. Okay. So that's coaching in general. We talked about looking at this autonomy, support, and confidence. And that's how coaching works, whether it's executive coaching, health coaching, Life coaching, business coaching, that's kind of the, the foundation that coaching works in. And then, drum roll, uh, voila, uh, there's integral holistic coaching. And that is uh, what really excites me. So it takes coaching, I think, to uh, a, even a deeper, more impactful level. When I was in the, in the 90s, I was... Um, working with startups in a holistic centers. And there was a, you know, that big landmark study by David Eisenberg about 1993 that talked about how much was being uh, money paid out of pocket for alternative and complementary health care. And so, of course, healthcare systems, they said, well, we want a piece of this. And there was a feeding frenzy for getting these healthcare centers, these holistic centers going. And I was consulting at that time thinking, okay, this is a, a good place for me. I, I can help with these centers from using my business experience and the traditional training I'd had and then the, the training in complementary and alternative fields. So... I needed, I needed nurses in these models because I needed coaches because my model really had coaches in it. And I couldn't find them in 1993 that were coaches that were trained in holistic and integral coaching. So then I thought, okay, I need to train them. And then I had to think, well, gosh, what do I do and how do I do it? And that's something that I've been, I'm still looking at. Because what I knew was that people really changed fast. I didn't know why, but they were really changing fast. And they were changing in a way that was more authentic to who they were. And so I realized I was using everything from my two nursing degrees, my master's in life transition counseling, and my Ph.D. in philosophy and religion. And I came up with a model that had looked at structures of consciousness. So I don't want to get into it really deeply in this call, but basically this was a conceptual model that we still use in our school 
that helps people talk about feelings, thoughts, images, sense of purpose, and really what's happening in their body to whatever extent they can do. And what I realized that when people came from this multiple perspective, they moved fast and they moved authentically like I, I knew had happened. And I, I've had experiences. At first, it was someone who I worked with and they said, oh, I've been dealing with this for six months and then and, and found the, their answer in like 20 minutes. And then it was two years. And lately, I just worked with someone who had been working on something for six years and in 20 minutes looking at at this situation from these different perspectives she was able to come to the right answer and I've talked to her since it was the right answer in 20 minutes so this idea of wisdom of the whole is really what what I get very excited about well, I'm sure your clients get very excited about it too, Linda, because if they can break through a barrier that's been or an obstacle that's been in their way for several years in just the course of a call with you, that's a that's a pretty good uh, track record. So your fa- phone may start ringing off the hook after people start listening to this this podcast. So it sounds like in coaching, then. And I know this, but I'm asking you this question because we need Mm -hmm. to elucidate this for our listeners too. Then the coach isn't giving advice. The coach is eliciting from the client what the client intrinsically knows or can intrinsically access, right? Right, exactly. And there's lots of different ways to do that, lots of tools to use, and some basic core competencies in coaching. Absolutely. And those core competencies is where the nurse coach certification comes in that we were talking about with Barbie Dossie in the recent show that she was on just last week. Mm-hmm. And it also comes into play with all of the conversations we've had about nursing and the ways in which nurses are embracing coaching or entering that specific sphere or ecosystem, as Kevin likes to say. <laughs> so... In terms of that coaching ecosystem, then, if we use that term, nurses are doing all sorts of things as coaches. You know, I coach nurses specifically. That's what I do, career coaching, Mm -hmm. et cetera. You work with a variety of clients. So can you tell us a little, let's say, what's happening in the hospital environment, for instance? What's going on in terms of nurses working as coaches in this, you know, very mainstream hospital environment? Okay, and I'd just like to go back to one thing you said, Kevin. Um, in terms of people working through things fast, it isn't then that um, I lose clients because they go, oh my gosh, I fixed this. You know, now I want to fix this. So it's almost like I have a chiropractor friend, and he said, you know, somebody works, he works with someone on their shoulder, and then they go, well, this hip is really off. So it, in a lot of ways, it isn't that, I lose clients because of this approach. It's that um, they get to work on more parts of their lives. So I wanted to throw that in. 
Well, I, I think, appreciate that. Well, I was going to say, I think maybe either one part of their body or mind or, you know, maybe there's just one in the same. They start feeling good in, in those mm-hmm. areas and then they notice like, wow, I actually feel a little tweaked down here or something's exactly. off. So as you start feeling better there, like in another place and you're like, wow, I need to work on that. So you're right. I mean, and to that, to that point, if they get that, if they get that mentorship and that coaching, they're like, well, why wouldn't I just continue doing this with the other stuff that I need help with? <laughs> Makes sense. Exactly. And so part of what happens during a coaching relationship is that people get in touch with patterns and they see, oh, okay, so I have a pattern of procrastination at work. Oh, guess what? I have it here and I have it there. Or I want to be more assertive in my communication with my boss. And then, gee, I want to really be more assertive with my partner. So that's what I love about coaching is that when people have this success, it empowers them so much to say, oh my gosh, you know, I could have a V8, I could do it here, or I could, I've always wanted, you know, I, I love it when, when clients say, well, I've always wanted to do this, you know, and then it's like they're empowered at such a level that they think, oh my gosh, I could do this. Mm, nicely said. So when so when those nurses are working with clients in the hospital environment, what mm-hmm. happens there? Well, this is also so exciting. I, I guess I probably use that word over and over, but honestly. Feel free. What, <laughs> <laughs> We're excited. It's, Go for yeah, it. Yeah, it, it's, um, it's so wonderful to watch. So I talked about the ortho nurse. There's another student who worked in the ED. And she was also in about the fourth or fifth week of training, and she was realizing that that coaches ask powerful questions and so she decided to ask her patients in the ED three questions why are you here you know that's always the one they ask Um, but the second one is that was new was what do you want to get out of this this visit and then the third one she asked is how can you um, facilitate that and in terms of her stress level she said it went down about 50% because no longer was she trying to push, you know, <laughs> push, her, push people into this direction or that direction, um, you know, tell them what to do. But they got clear about that intrinsic motivation. Well, I really want to be, I want to find out this. And then, you know, they, they realized that they had a part in that. So they needed maybe to ask the doctor or maybe she needed to help them get a few, um, get clear about her about the patient's questions. So she, the way she described it, I love. She said it felt like we were arm in arm going somewhere, and before I felt like I was pushing or pulling them somewhere. And she said her stress level was really decreased by fifty percent. Wow, that's I mean that that's a great outcome. And yes. I love, I love hearing stories about that, but it, and as far as, you know, so we're talking about within this organization and I know nurses love to hear about how they can implement this practice, especially the bedside nurses, but mm-hmm. I definitely, I, I'm, I'm always interested to see how we can penetrate sort of that C level in these corporations or these organizations, or even in the director level or, or so on, or, or even down. Cause I, I know a lot of it can work from, you know, it has to work its way up, but sometimes it's, it's sort of a top-down management 
kind of situation. So is this something that could be applied at sort of, say, a C-level type of management or maybe even a little bit down to maybe director level as it sort of infiltrates uh, and gets into that bedside approach for the nurses? I mean, what's being done at that level? Yeah, that that's another. I think this is a really um, burgeoning area and it's just ripe. I One of our students also was just... Um, appointed, uh, took the position of assistant nurse manager. And so she said to me, well, can I use my coaching as a manager? And I said, absolutely. So we have even started, uh, we're working on an article, but we, we recorded our sessions because it was so, it was so amazing, honestly. Um, she started, of course, listening at a body, mind, spirit level to the staff. And that was so shocking to them. I mean, it really hadn't been done before. And so they started telling her, of course, what, what things needed to change and, and how they could also help doing, help, help change it. So even the meeting she, she was running, um, she would ask questions rather than just have, you know, top-down information, blah, 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 blah. She would help identify situations that they felt needed to change and then really ask them what could, what could they do. And just like a coaching session, look for that small, steady homework step. Okay, by next month, you know, you know, people would say, well, I'll do this, I'll do that. So in a matter of weeks, I mean, she was almost dumbfounded and that's why we decided to write an article on it we're going to do that this this month because she was getting also so much recognition because the staff was changing so much and they were so happy and feeling we talked about you know nurses working at their potential she felt like she was working at her potential and her staff felt like they were working at their potential and they were, again, um, looking at that intrinsic motivation. I mean, most people really want to do a great job at work and want to work with that intrinsic motivation. So that's one example. Well, and I like that example. And I think that having nurses get involved at that level, because I even know a lot of the bedside nurses feel like they can't necessarily uh, penetrate, especially at the C level or, you know, sometimes director level management positions, but because they're always looking for what the ROI is. And if nurses mm-hmm. don't really understand, and not just from a financial sense, but a financial sense, but, but they are looking for what that return is going to be, especially when it comes to utilization of staff time and involvement. Right. And if you're looking at, and we always look at evidence-based practice, if we're decreasing, you know, anxiety levels or pain levels or frustration mm-hmm. or, or healing times, like we're increasing healing times with this type of integrative approach, then I think management needs to hear that. They would love to hear that because then they see that the utilization of that, you know, that investment or that staff time is certainly returning. You, you're getting gains on that, especially as we're more scrutinized in these hospitals with the Affordable Care Act and reimbursement. Because we not, we, it's not a matter of getting the patient out of the bed and out of the hospital, but, you know, making sure that they're, they're going to be able to sustain that. That's exactly. right. And when reimbursement is being tied more and more to patient satisfaction, HCAP scores, all that sort of stuff, then we do need to look at evidence-based 
practices that actually increase those scores because mm -hmm. it used to be, well, the hospital will make more money if the patient beds turn over quickly. <laughs> but if you're turning those beds over quickly, sending that patient home with a bunch of papers in his or her hand and they have no idea what to do, you know there's recidivism, they're going to end up back in the hospital again, right? With complications, etc. So if coaching can be shown by, we know it works, but if we can show by the numbers that it works, then they're all going to sit up and take notice, I assume. Exactly. I, I had this really um, come home to me when I was doing a, I was presenting in India, in New Delhi, and I was presenting at the largest healthcare system in the country. And I had about 50 people. I had all the nurse uh, C, CN, CNOs, I had all the, the hospital directors, and I had corporate uh, from the CEO down all the way down. And one of the, and, and talking about coaching. And so I was presenting on coaching. And one of the things, one exercise I did in the very beginning was I asked the first four people in the front row to kind of turn their seats around and be my patients. And they willingly did that. And so I, I, I pretended that I was their nurse. So I said, my name is Linda. I'll be here from eight to two. They had an eight to two shift. And I, I, I'd like to know what your goal is for today. And it was completely foreign to anything they'd ever heard of or considered as, and, but they played their role. They stayed in their role. And one person said, well, um, I want, I have a headache and no one has addressed it. And so we put in a matter of a minute together a plan for that. And then I went to the next patient <clears throat> and I did the same thing. And in three more, he wanted to um, see if his family could visit or stay overnight. That was what it was. And so then I kind of had to ask, is that okay? So one person could stay overnight. So I, I told him one person could stay and, you know, which would he, who would he want to stay? And then everyone started laughing. I had no idea if I made a joke, you know, I, I didn't know. And what everyone told me was that um, it would be hard for him to choose between his mother staying and his wife staying. So they, they all laughed at that. And then he said, well, I want my father to stay. <laughs> hmm. So... I went to the, each of patient, each of these four patients, and in literally three minutes, every every one of those patients could relax, and they all got it. In fact, one of the patients, uh, one of the the people was the um, the office of what did they call it? Um, patient experience. They had an office of patient experience, and he said. He felt like they should have an office of patient engagement. That's because, a good one. Yeah. Because in that, I think that exercise took about 20 minutes in all. But in that, that's that very short exercise, the whole organization could see what, what that three minutes did. And so, again, this coaching, if it's at the bedside, if it's about management, if it's in clinics, if it's in private practice – these powerful questions don't have to take a long time. I mean, even with the orthopedic question, it was, you know, 10 seconds. And the person answered in probably half a minute and the nurse could be doing something else. So I, I think it's, it's very, um, it, it's really 
talk about ROI, it, it does really address that question. And, and management gets it. I mean, I also was presenting to nurse um, executives, and I didn't know how they would take it, to be quite honest with you. This idea of, you know, coming from multiple perspectives and this coaching approach. But they were, they were taking the exercises. They were going to use it with their staff. One woman at the end came up to me and she said, you know, you've saved my life. She said, I, I feel like this is what I've always wanted to do, but I never had permission. So, so it's, it's, a very, um, it's very persuasive. I, I think people having a taste of it, that's what I always find. If they can have a taste of it in even a short, um, a short time, they get it. Right. Well, and, and I even think, you know, from an ROI standpoint and from management getting it, and then, you know, what Keith was saying, and we were building on sort of that, those reimbursement rates, there's nothing like, you know, well, I wouldn't say there's nothing like, but definitely something as prolific, something as so prominent now as diabetes, especially as we, we've, we're, we're even seeing mm. that in the early phases of our lives or our children. And how that is kind of, you know, what, what other, you know, comorbidities come with that? Oh my gosh, you just do a search mm-hmm. and your patients start freaking out. Maybe mm-hmm. they don't know as much about diabetes when they're first diagnosed or even how to prevent that or that they're pre-diabetic. But once you start diving into that, and we as nurses know what that can bring. And I don't mean to put this dark cloud over it. Some people feel like, oh my gosh, this is a death sentence. I'm going to mm-hmm. develop all of these other, this, these comorbidities and nothing like, you know, diabetes you know, a lifestyle uh, change there and support and mentorship could really uh, cut that down drastically. Yeah, this is another field that is begging, <laughs> just begging for coaching and begging for integral holistic coaching. I'm working with a, a company in Boston and we've just finished uh, our initial pilot. They're they're presenting a holistic integral program for co- to companies that are self-insured. And also um, our next pilot is going to be for um, the public. And I, I, I tell you, it was, it was so wonderful to be part of this project. We had, um, we had a small pilot, but one person in the pilot, one of the people, um, he in a in three months our our program was three months long. He went from thirty eight units of insulin daily to no insulin for the last several weeks of his program. He went from an A one C of eight point two to six point four. A one C is kind of wow. looks mm. at you know sugar levels over an average of three months. Right, and he lost thirty pounds. And we had that, that kind of results because, and it was, it was so rewarding. And what I am so excited about is that we need coaches. You know, they're really looking at nurses. They want nurse coaches. So definitely people from our program have applied and um, some of them are, are working, have begun to work there. And as we get more and more people involved in this program. The name of the company is Integrative Medicine Strategist. Mm. And if people want to go to that 
that website, that video is there. There's a video about that person, Bill, and what he did in these three months. So we're in the process now of we're wanting to um, launch a, a, a public offering and in January, starting in January, and we're looking at probably 500 people. And so, again, it's this, this approach, this holistic integral approach that looks at stress, that looks at diet, that looks at um, exercise, that looks at the whole person and their whole life. You know, one of the questions I love asking as, as a coach, and I was a coach in the initial program uh, pilot, and I'm the coach for the coaches, and, and I'm going to also be one of the coaches for this next uh, pilot because I, I really like to do it myself so that as I'm training and supervising other coaches, I really understand the role. But one of the things I love to ask is, what really nourishes you? You know, because people so often turn to food because for nourishment, but maybe that isn't really the best thing. Mm-hmm. Or maybe it could be something else. In Louise Hayes' book on diabetes, she talks about um, sweetness. So another question I love asking and having the coaches ask is, how can you add a little more sweetness to your life? That's a great question. That's, that, that really turns it all on its head, doesn't it, Linda? And mm-hmm. that's often what we need to do in healthcare and in coaching. We need to turn those ways of, what would you call it? Um, those ways of thinking that are, that are compulsive or the ways that we go mm-hmm. down that same neural pathway every time. Yes. We think of the same thing every time. And that's often what coaching does. It helps someone think not just outside of the box, but you just forget about the box altogether. It's like, <laughs> why even even talk about a box? There's There doesn't need to be one. Someone told us there was a box, but it's not actually there. Um, so that's often what coaching can do too. And around the diabetes, I just want to touch on this just very briefly. Someone might say, oh, why don't I just become a diabetes educator? But I would assume there are coaching skills that a diabetes educator won't necessarily learn in his or her educator program. Yeah, that's really a great point. Um, because it, and, and in this model, um, in this program we have with integrative medicine strategists, um, we're really looking at the education piece. So the education is delivered online. And as coaches, we also answer questions about the education. So maybe someone doesn't really understand what carbs are or how to look at what is a whole food. So although there's, again, you know, kind of that, that, um, that instruction given, um, as a coach, I can kind of shift hats from asking those questions to answering some questions. So I can weave together this idea of, of, giving information and asking questions. One of the ways I like to differentiate these two roles is that if I'm asking questions, I'm the coach. If I'm answering questions, I'm the educator or consultant. 
So it isn't, for me, it's not about all one or the other. It's really about when to use, when to use uh, each of those. And one of the ways that I use as kind of a, um, a way of thinking, have I done too much, too much giving information, is I really want to see where is my client at the end of the session. Mm-hmm. Are they feeling empowered? Or do they feel like I'm the I'm the I'm the reason they're getting, you know, better or or changing things? I really want that. I want them to feel empowered, you know, that they have resources. Maybe it's me. Maybe it's something someone else. But they're making changes. They can do it. That confidence, autonomy, and support. Those basic things for coaching. Right. Well, and you briefly just kind of brushed against this topic. I know you you were kind of leading in that because it really does sound like the future of nurse coaching. Uh, for me, the song kind of pops in my head. It, it seems like so bright, I've got to wear shades. I mean, it really seems <laughs> like there, there are so many opportunities that nurses can really um, get into here. And obviously we want to touch on just, again, what you were brushing up against as far as the future here for nurse coaching and what you're involved in. So definitely feel free to expand on that. Yeah, um, you know, we have coaches that we've trained everywhere. <laughs> and I am fascinated. I'm fascinated and sometimes just flabbergasted at, at what they're doing. We have a new website that we're launching on 12 12 14, and we have lots of, it's called wisdomofthewhole.com. And we have lots of graduates talking about their work in clinics, their work in the hospital, their work in, um, in private practice, their work in other, other um, clinics, programs uh, like integrative medicine strategists. So we have a lot of, of nurses telling their stories. And... It's it's true. There's honestly there's no end to where this can go. I've been teaching at at Mayo Clinic and um, working with people using coaching and end of life. You know, one one nurse has one time probably to visit with a client, and in a very difficult time, and she's found that using her coaching skills makes such a difference. She can work with her her patient at such a deeper level, and um, she feels so much more fulfilled. We they have cardiac. We have nurses there in cardiac rehab, their health and wellness gym for employees. Uh, they're doing uh, in, in inpatient residential stay with coaching follow up. I've been working at the Cleveland Clinic training there. Um, they have a cold lavender, and they when something bad happens on a unit. It could be several deaths of patients like an ICU or a NICU or maybe a staff member dies or some other trauma is happening in the unit. They have a cold lavender, they call, and they send people there with um, lavender inhalers and uh, they talk with people and they coach them. There's no end to where this all is going. We we just had uh, one of our students as a DNP program, and she did a research project uh, interviewing our graduates. Three of our graduates did a, she did a focus group, and that study should be coming out soon about how they're really applying it. So, 
I agree. Uh, I'm putting my sunglasses on and doing the happy hmm. dance. <laughs> That's good. That's really great. And I wanted to ask you a question in terms of nurses learning these skills. And I hear that you're going around and you're teaching these skills and they're being implemented here and there and everywhere. And you're doing your happy dance because you're so excited. <laughs> so why? I think I know the answer to this question, but I'm going to answer it anyway. Ask it anyway. Why aren't nursing degree programs looking at coaching skills and integrative coaching as part of nurse education? They are. They are. Oh, yeah. do tell. Yeah. yeah. They, um, they really are. I mean, one of the things you're going to see in coaching, whether it's uh, and definitely in health coaching, there's, there's a lot of universities that are starting to do coaching programs. And that that will include nursing schools as well. I've, I've had nursing schools call me and and talk about this. So there's there's going to be a master's degree in coaching, and that that that's one of the the ways it's going. Um, but there's also, I mean, there's so many people as all as we all know, you know, tick tick tick. We have a lot to turn around in this country and in this world in terms of our health, in terms of how we think about things, how we're connected to people. I mean, what I love about the coaching principles is that it's really about wholeness. This wisdom of the whole is is really something that I can stand on. And so something that's happening in Africa, guess what? It does affect us. Affect us. You know, we're, we're getting it. Something, you know, if we're kind of saying, well, they're the enemy and um, I'm different than them. This idea of wholeness and what we share in common, not that we lose our uniqueness, but that we have this idea that we are unique and connected. This, this wisdom of the whole is, is a calling for many people. So I think in terms of the future of coaching, not only is it going to look toward master degrees, but there's just, we're getting many people that are wanting to have a, a shorter program. Um, so we're putting together a 30-hour course and uh, a shorter program that that they don't maybe want as much training, but that there are people that want some of these skills. And so um, is, the field is expanding. So there are a lot of energy workers, for example, who have some have some challenge in kind of putting out their shingle as an energy worker and find that as coaches it's a natural it's just a natural marriage so to speak they can do some coaching they can do some energy work so in terms of the future of coaching I think it's growing in terms of master degrees and in terms of good shorter courses that's great. And and I know that I even feel whole, or at least a little bit more whole, spending my afternoon with you today, or at least when we're recording this podcast. And I think it's great to have resources like yours, Linda, for nurses to access. And I'm actually really excited to re really excited about reading some of these stories over at Wisdom of the Whole at wisdomofthewhole.com. Of course, for all the listeners, they know that they can actually click on that link through the show notes and the actual podcast itself. So I'm, I'm just excited to actually know more because I think you're right. Storytelling and, and conveying those messages in that sort of purview 
can really mm-hmm. help deepen those connections. Right. Well, and I'd like to kind of share um, something about our website as well. One of when I was working with our uh, our team and our IT expert, um, we were someone was saying, "Well, what are th- you know what's the theme? What's the new trend in websites?" And so, uh, my website um, expert Steve Mann said, "Let's start a trend." And I said, "Right." All right. <laughs> and so. I, I'm really curious to see um, what your reaction is when you go to the website because I feel we put together an integral holistic website and that that's the trend in websites that we want to start. So in terms of our model, there's um, you know there's our why. We're really wanting to bring wholeness uh, to many, many, to, to everyone really, to really want to change the, the world. So we have our why. Um, there's some little magic and intuition in built in in terms of how things, words kind of slide over pictures and pictures slide over words. And, and then there's the mythical. There's the, the stories. You know, there's stories. Here's how I'm using coaching. And then the, there's the mental. There's the, the dates and times and programs and pathways. So I'm hoping that we're that we're starting here a new kind of holistic integral website. Wow, that's very exciting. I'm sure we're going to be all over it as soon as it launches. And folks, this website will be linked here on the podcast itself. And also we'll have a page built for this particular episode, which is 135 with Linda Bark of Wisdom of the Whole Coaching Academy. So you'll be able to find all the information there. And this podcast will be embedded on that page too. So you can come back to it again and again. And you can also listen to it on the go, in your car, anywhere you are in any device, as Kevin will explain. So Linda, so wisdomofthewhole.com, that's the place to go, correct? Correct. And will there be a new Facebook page for Wisdom of the Whole Coaching Academy? Um, we're, we're, that's already done. I think that part's been done. Great. Okay, so we'll find that and we'll, we'll follow you there. And what else? where else will Wisdom of the Whole Coaching Academy be found? What other platforms should people search for you? Um, I think that's it for now. Okay. Well, we'll make sure everybody knows how to find you. And, you know, I just have to say, hearing you say the words master's degree in coaching, I'm still digesting that because <laughs> I've, I think I've said on the air here that I really, really do not want to go back to school for a master's in nursing. I don't see any use for me mm-hmm. getting a master's in nursing at this juncture in my career. For those of you out there who want a master's in nursing, go for it. If it works for what your goals are, it's the perfect thing to do. For me, it's not quite right. I've been thinking of a um, master's in fine arts and creative writing. Mm. Um, but now that you mention a master's in coaching, I might get off my high horse and stop <laughs> saying I'll never get a master's degree ever again. <laughs> Well, I teach at the University of Minnesota, and uh, we've had a credential program there, and it was just uh, accepted as a master's degree um, several months ago. So it's now a master's in coaching. And it, it has, um, it, it's for people that are also not in healthcare. Ah, 
I see. Right. Because there's so many different types of coaching, mm-hmm. of course. And you and I are both board certified nurse coaches. So we do, or I do recommend nurses who want to be coaches consider taking that NC-BC route, take that pathway. Yeah. Um, I would recommend it. Would you, Linda, over yeah, everything else that's out there right now? Absolutely. Um, yeah, I think it's really important that people are certified. Uh, we're finding that people are, our students are getting jobs because they're certified in coaching. Mm-hmm. They really have a leg up. They really have an advantage if they have taken a coaching, if they're uh, taken the 60-hour coaching course. Um, people, their employers are looking for coaching. That's right. And I will say, um, I want to say this again on this show because Barbie Dossie did mention it on her interview recently that the American Board of Nursing Specialties does recognize the American Holistic Nurse Credentialing Center credentials of coaches, Mm -hmm. which includes the NCBC, the Board Certified Nurse Coach Credentials. So if you want to go work with another, um, another, credentialing organization or one of those companies out there that trains health coaches or wellness coaches, that's fine. But in the nursing world, this NCBC designation and the other ones offered by the American Holistic Nurse Credentialing Center, those are sort of becoming the gold standard at this point in history. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. So that's really exciting, Linda. I know we'll have you back on um, again, I'm sure in 2015 to talk about all the more amazing things that are happening in nurse coaching (laughs) and with wisdom of the whole coaching academy. So uh, Kevin had to step away from the mic for a few minutes, but I just want to thank you for being here with us and everyone please check out wisdomofthewhole.com as of December 12, 2014, like Linda on Facebook and spread the word about nurse coaching. So thank you, Linda. Oh, thank you. Great talking with you. Wow, what a show today with Linda Bark, founder and president of Wisdom of the Whole Coaching Academy. Hanging out over there, wisdomofthewhole.com. That's her new project, her new site. We encourage you to head over there. Thank you so much for spending your time with us today with Linda as well. I mean, she's been on the show a, a couple of times already, and I know I learned so much from her each and every time, and I know you do as well. But your time is precious. Your commitment means something to us, and we can't thank you enough. And we encourage you to head over to rnfmradio.com to find out how you can listen to us on the go. I know I keep saying that, but we want you to be able to take us wherever you are in your daily commute or on your run or walking your dog or whatever that is. You could definitely use the mobile apps that we suggest over there on rnfmradio.com under podcast. Now, if you do listen to us via iTunes, again, please, if you wouldn't mind, a review, a a rating, that would be so much appreciated. And of course, we would love to bring that on the show as well and talk about it. And of course, thank you on the show. I mean, we just want to thank you. Your commitment to us is amazing. And really, it's a commitment to you and the community. Of course, hang out with us again on rnfmradio.com where we share the latest and the greatest of all the nurses and healthcare providers out there. And as always, Continue to innovate and create. Find passion in your life and your career. Care for yourself while caring for others. And we look forward to having you back here with us again on RNFM Radio. 